0: Welcome to the Love Works Here podcast. I'm Sean York
1: and I'm Hannah Gorham.
0: Uh, This is we are in the middle of the COVID pandemic.
1: Yep, we don't know where you're listening from, but California in the Inland Empire. We are in it for the long haul. June 19th is our new date and it is not even May yet. So that's not very exciting.
0: And we live in Corona, by the way. That's not cool.
1: <laughs> really getting a bad rap.
0: Yeah. So I have to tell people I'm from the Inland Empire area
1: <laughs> Riverside. I'm from Riverside.
0: Too much explanation otherwise. Uh, but so uh, what are you working on, Hannah, this week?
1: Well, it's, other I mean, than
0: running the business and
1: and this and all of the other things. Well, no, I'm really excited about this project, but we typically have a senior banquet every year. So for the, for the class of 2020, we were scheduled to have it mid-May. And like I was saying, through June, masks are on, social distancing is still very much in place. So we will not have the chance to traditionally gather this year, but we're trying to put together senior week. So it's really just for the staff that we have employed. So we're putting together some stuff for our graduating seniors, just a chance to celebrate them because this is, it's such an important time. And if you are out there and you were the class of 2020 in some capacity know that your accomplishments don't mean any less we are super proud of you but yeah it's a really big bummer but we're trying to make the best of it
0: yeah and i think it's gonna be great And i'm really excited to see all the ideas we come up with and i'm sure we'll talk about them on another episode sometime. when we figure it out yeah, when we actually do that <laughs> So uh, I got a I got a text actually today from Joshua Pogue. I hope I said his last name right.
1: You've said it three different ways since okay. we've been talking about it. He
0: him. sent me a question. I'm just going to, um, I will paraphrase what he said, but like, he was kind of saying these are great ideas, but how do you get people to buy into them? So how do you get the vision to trickle down all the way to the entry level team members on the front counter or as they are now on the iPad <laughs> out in drive through? Uh, so the best way I will start with this is at seminar, like one of my first years as an operator, I heard this idea and I came back all excited. And I said, I'm going to do this idea. And this operator had told the story about these vision cards, vision and values cards. And they put all their core values and their vision on a, like a card, a laminated card and all team members must carry them with them at all times. And I thought that was cool. Cause I like, you know, clubs like it was like a club membership type thing and (laughs) and so uh they said that everyone has to have them all the time and whenever they get questioned they have to be able to recite you know whatever and they have to present it and I was like that sounds so cool so I did I came back and I was like I'm totally doing that and I did and me and my leadership team got together we came up with core values and everything and I said this is is this cool is this what we're going to put on it and they were excited and I gave them to everybody and not only did no one memorize what was on there uh, but within a week, they were nowhere to be found. If I said like, "Hey, do you have it?" and like, "Oh, I left it at home," and I just go, "Oh, okay."
1: Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Is another piece of the uniform to yeah. forget.
0: So uh, it never worked. And so there are reasons that good ideas work for some leaders and not for others. And so we are going to go through. I have four reasons why they work and sometimes why they don't. But this is why vision fails. And that's the name of the episode today. I don't even think I said that yet. <laughs> but uh, there are four things, and we've talked about these before in in episodes. But the first thing is a team member might say, I don't believe that it matters. Like if you roll something out, you have a vision, you have an idea, and they say, I don't think it matters. Um, so Lou Holtz came to our seminar one time and said, how will we win? We will win when enough people care. And so the team will only care when care comes from the top. So if I really care about something, I, it will stand a chance of them getting it. But if I don't care, then I don't stand a chance. So we talked about this in depth on episode six, Higher Purpose. So yeah, check out that episode. And then number two, the, the second thing, the, the, the reason why vision could fail here is they believe that it matters but they don't trust the leadership. So my team on the register, and this is kind of a scary thought, they will only trust me as much as the leader above them does. So if my key carrying leader doesn't trust me, then all the people under them are not going to trust me.
1: And that's a scary thought because there could be a team member who came in that was super bought in, whether it was to corporate's vision or your vision, but they can turn a good team member sour really fast. And you
0: do a great job in orientation of like, hey, this is all these great things. And this is Sean, this is our boss, and this is who he is. Uh, but if that one leader above them...
1: They came in the next day, yeah. They just hear all the bad things. So
0: that's why vision can fail just because of they don't trust leadership or the leadership team or me in leadership, but leadership in general. Uh, we did a trust episode, episode eight and nine, if that's something that's appealing to yeah, you. not
1: one, but two. Two that's episodes important.
0: with both of our leadership, our director teams. So number three, they um, why things could fail here is they believe, yes, they believe it matters. And yes, they trust their leaders. But like, will anyone care or is anyone even going to see if I do it or not? My might as well not and so you come up with a great idea great vision and it doesn't get done because there's no accountability mm-hmm. so we did an episode on accountability that so thats one is seven episode seven and that's been one of the most popular episodes by oh, the way yeah
1: it's my least favorite thing no I'm just uh, kidding <laughs>
0: I think there was a lot of Dwight Schrute's out there that loved it. They were like, (laughs) yes, I finally get to hold people accountable. (laughs) And so uh, number four, and this is what we're going to talk about today is you can do all the things you can have, you know, you can believe and the team believes and everybody trusts everybody and there's accountability, but people forget, they just forget. And I've heard the phrase, I don't know who said it, but vision leaks. And imagine like a bucket with holes in it. You pour it, you fill it all up, and then you come back the next day and the bucket's empty. You have to keep filling the bucket of this vision. So we have talked about one through three in length, but today we're gonna talk about this fourth thing and the importance of reiterating vision, like refilling that bucket, reinforcing it. So this is episode 17, Why Vision Fails. I love my job, high volume, fast food, 160 employees. It is a pressure cooker and it gets crazy. But I truly believe that it's possible to build a business where everyone loves their job. It sounds impossible. And when I first started this business, it was. I'm not the extrovert or the social butterfly. I'd rather be building systems and crunching numbers on Excel. But I decided to stop making excuses of why I couldn't and start utilizing my love for systems to build a better culture. Today, I call it the York Framework, but it's really just a collection of systems designed to make a better workplace and make people happier. I'm going to share all the mistakes I've made so that you don't have to make them, and we'll look for new problems to solve along the way. I'm Sean York, and love works here. So it gets really hot out where we live in the Corona. (laughs) What? So it gets really hot up to 110 in the summer. And a few years ago, it was on Father's Day. And the forecast said Monday was going to be like 115 degrees. It was going to be crazy. And so I actually spent Father's Day, I don't know if you know this, setting up a misting system at the crossings. That misting system was built on Father's Day because I was so worried that the whole business the next day would be so hot that we would have to pull anyone in and it would just kill the business and so i said i have to spend this day doing this and because i cared about the team members (laughs) so i spent this day putting this up and this missing system it cooled down the air temperature it works great it keeps everyone cool it was nice the customers appreciated that we were taking care of the team members but there's one thing important part of it
1: you did all your work
0: that uh, brings the whole thing to its knees. And I would come out one day and I, and I would see like people sweating out there and, why aren't the misters on? I built this whole thing. And they said, oh, nobody filled up the bucket. You know, Because we, here's the thing, we fill these things with ice water. This isn't like hose water that's like 90 <laughs> only degrees. Only the best. Only the best. And so it's ice water. The thing is you have to replace the ice water. And so anyway, if you don't replace it, then... All the work you did was for nothing, and all the team members now are they're dying in the heat and withering up. So um, it's the same with vision though. You have to schedule repetitive refills of this misting system. And the same thing is the truth with vision. If you don't schedule, you know, hey, we're gonna release this or roll this out on this day, but a month from now we're also going to reiterate it and weekly we're gonna do this, and monthly and yearly. It's it's the same kind of principle here. And one of the one of the first things that we do that we're very intentional about. You've got to make it sticky if you want it to last. And so we say make it...
1: Hashtagable. I think hashtag, hashtag, but...
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Hashtag make it hashtagable, which in and of itself isn't hashtagable if you wrote it out. So, <laughs> um, But on more than one occasion, I will say that I had a great idea, great vision. Uh, well, here, I'll actually give you one. Keeping the floors clean. On more than one occasion, I've written a letter to the team that said, hey, let's be good stewards. Let's respect what we've you know, been entrusted with. And because of that, let's keep the floors clean. And it's this long letter about how much I feel about it and everything. And then everyone, okay guys, let's for Sean, let's do this. And then uh, like a month later, it's gone. Like nobody cares and it's that ba- we're back <laughs> Contrary to Contrary where-
1: to your belief. It we- didn't mark this point in time of yeah, change.
0: We're back to where we were. But I will tell you the one thing that we did say one time, we said hashtag keep it clean.
1: And we literally said hashtag. When we say hashtag, yeah, we yeah, mean yeah. we're walking around saying hashtag.
0: Yeah, I don't say like, "Hey guys, come on, keep it clean." I go, "Hey, come on, hashtag, keep it clean." <laughs> uh, so, but that has been more sticky, and that's outlasted any letter. And the reason it is because it's it is easy. You can type that really easily if you need to. But also, it is able to be passed down from one team member to the next. You have a new hire, and they're not gonna they're not gonna read that letter that I wrote, you know, six months ago but they will hear, keep it clean. They'll hear that from me and they'll hear that from other people. So
1: it needs are, no explanation either. No, it They're doesn't. just like, oh, this must just be how things are here.
0: They must say that all the time. I'll uh, say it
1: too. <laughs> so
0: that's uh, that is a really, really important part of keeping things, you know, remembered long-term. But the next one is, and this is really what we're going to talk about. This is like the, the, the meat of this episode here is creating a gathering place where vision can be shared. Now I, I like to call this the water cooler. There's always going to be a gathering place, a water cooler so back in you know like in if you watch the office or whatever you have all these cubicles and then there's the water cooler and typically that's a place where people would go and they you know gossip or whatever and then some of these new companies these tech companies they've just scrapped all the cubicles altogether, together and it's like the whole big thing is one big water cooler, I guess. One
1: big like meetup or encounter or whatever you call it.
0: Yeah. And it's uh, the importance there is for social interaction. And there's a there's a validity to that. Uh, But there are businesses like ours that are so high volume and jam packed that there is no there's no water cooler. There's no any of that. So we have to be able to create that. And you don't get an excuse. If you don't create something, someone your team will create it for you and they're gonna have their own gathering place and you will have no influence on that. This is how you build this and you can attach your vision to it and create a positive place. So let me explain more of that. We had a break room. We have a break room. And I vowed forever, this is for 15, 14 years now, that we will always have a break room. And we, there are some operators who have a similar setup than us, and they've turned it into like a marketing room or a second office or, you know, some Just of for, a, capacity, yes, for capacity, they've gutted it or they made it storage. Uh, they've done a lot of things with it. And I said, no, we will always have that break room. Uh, and here's what we have in it.
1: Birthdays is one section, birthdays and anniversaries. So pretty much the calendar of things that are coming up. We have a section for photos. So the most recent recent event or actual physical gathering that we've had we have the photos from that event posted up We have a section for guest compliments. So nothing negative goes on that wall that would be talked about outside of the break room. But in the break room with a spotlight on it is how the team has been doing and what guests have been saying about them. And then there's just typically like an informational or like what's coming up next, the outing the next event might get posted. There's just a space for here's what's happening, but all good things.
0: So on this episode, you've heard me talk about perpetuating the positive and that wall is all positivity. It's all good things. And that was something that we would have people say would come and visit from other stores and they would say, man, I wish... I could do all of this, but I don't have this real estate. I don't have this wall. And I would say, well, you got to have some place. You got to create some place to celebrate your people. Now, uh we started to outgrow it. We have a 100 employees now. And this break room, I talk about this break room. Like in, in your mind, you probably think this huge break this room. This huge room yeah, you I walk know. into. No. It has like three chairs in there. <laughs> you can like jam five people in there. It's hot though. Really tight. We and like, it gets hot. And it's just, it is not. you don't want to be there anymore. So we've grown out of it. And then this COVID thing happened. And so social distancing. And I think it's
1: six feet across in general. We,
0: yeah, you could have one person in the, uh, So we haven't used our break room in over a month now and we've had to adapt. So if you've ever come and visit our restaurant and said like, well, I wish I could do all that but I don't have a break room. Well, now, neither do we. Like, <laughs> So we've had to, we've had to figure this out and we're going to share this with you today, like how we've adapted to this, because now that we've had to adapt, this is an idea and this is a, a game plan that you can do at any business. It doesn't have to be ours and it doesn't have to be fast food. It doesn't have to have a break room at all. So there's some really cool stuff here. So uh, consider this idea of a virtual water cooler, right? So this messaging apps, and these are common, you know, messaging apps, social media platforms, these are all gathering places as well, but up until this year, none of them, them have been successful for us, and I'm sure there's a lot of businesses where you know they go, oh, we've done, we had a Facebook page, but it didn't work out or whatever. So we actually did too. We had uh, many years ago at the Crossings, you know, we had a Facebook page, and it was a hassle to add people, to take people off when you know we we had uh, termination or someone leave. Like when do you take them off? And so just managing that was a lot. I remember going on there and being like, this person, you know, left us like six months ago. Why are they, they still? You can see on our-
1: everything except for there's not much. There to was see. no post, yeah. <laughs> and then when when I
0: came to Hidden Valley, I I remember
1: said, you kept talking about this idea of this Facebook page. And I was like, what's it supposed to have on there? <laughs> well, so
0: I logged into Hidden Valley's Facebook page. And first of all, there was only a, like a few posts over the last six months. And so I was like, it was pretty much inactive. <laughs> That's a ghost town. <laughs> and then the three posts were, hey, I'm not feeling good. Can someone fill my shift? And I was like, oh, geez. And, and you would like,
1: get the notification like two weeks later?
0: Yeah. No comments, no likes. It was like, it was, yeah, it was a ghost town. So zero functionality or effectiveness on that. Anyway, uh, years later, we went on to GroupMe, and this was a decent uh, mobile app. But the only thing, it was a messaging app, and we only use it for leadership. And I was afraid to use it for anything else because actually, there's a little story about our Facebook page at The Crossings. And there was a time that I posted something, and one of the kids working there, who was, he had a little, you know, he was punchy and he, he would say, you know, borderline things. Well, he decided to say something, talk back to me or something, and it was, it was disrespectful. And immediately, I deleted his comment and I called him. And immediately he said, I'm so sorry, I'm so, so sorry. I was afraid with GroupMe, you can't, you actually, with this platform, you cannot delete comments. And so I was like, there's no way I'm putting 75 to 100 people on one thread that I can't manage. So we never did that. Uh, So in the last, about a year ago, right, we went to Slack. We tried that out and that seemed to be effective for us.
1: Yeah, And I'll be the first to admit we are not on like the cutting edge of no, the tech side. No. So I know like portals exist and different websites, different social media. We have been making our way through them slowly, but we finally settled on Slack.
0: Yeah. So it, it's basically, it really all comes down to engagement. You can have all the things you want, all the apps and you have them integrated with all these things. But if nobody goes and looks at them, if nobody's engaged in it, then it doesn't matter. It, you're That's just another Facebook page, you know. So uh, so, for us, we're going to talk about this idea that we came up with to get the, our engagement to the place where it becomes a virtual water cooler for the whole team, like the whole team's engaged here.
1: Yeah. And I will say, I mean, Slack can sponsor us if they want to. No, just kidding. <laughs> but one of the things in the actual physical break room for promotions or for birthday cards, it involved taking something down and signing it and putting that thing back up and on a wall it's you know a card and then there's an eight and a half by eleven paper and those things are all divided one of the things that slack did well is you can reply to an individual post as opposed to just bombarding the feed anytime somebody wanted to say something
0: it builds a thread within that post and i remember hannah you know you said is there a time that you would have because we used to do you know birthday posts we would put their post up and say it's someone's birthday everybody sign it and she said will there ever be a time that you would be willing to stop doing that and i said if all Our team was on Slack. If like 100% were active, then I think that it would be much more remarkable to have their birthday posts on Slack. But as of now, nobody would respond to it, and it would be sad. And so there was a little bit of a call to action of of saying if we can boost our engagement on Slack. So how would we do that? So just tell you where we were. We were getting about the average post. If we had 80 to 100 people on our team. Our total staff was 80 to 100. And we would do the average post that you put on there maybe got like 20 likes. If there was a really important one, it would get 40. But that's still more than 50% of the team totally just disengaged.
1: Yeah, and a lot of it was us walking around like, did you, the Slack, did you, did you see? Can you, you go know, in there and give me oh, your I'll like? I'll check it later.
0: I'll check it later. And, you know, that's like saying we have a visions and values wall. On our, on our break room, but like more than half the people never go in there. So how effective really is that at communicating, you know, vision and values? Anyway, as, and so some of the things that they would say, they would say either I didn't get the notification or, oh yeah, I read it. I just didn't, I just didn't like it. That one's you my know? favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, okay, why would you? Uh, and then the last one is, uh, oh man, I always forget, I always forget to check that app. Yeah. Know? So
1: it wasn't that any team member was like maliciously out to get you or there was these bad intentions. It really was. It was just out of sight it's and out of mind.
0: Barrier. It's such a small barrier. We just had to remove that barrier. And so like one of them is this is really common, like the Slack app, when they download it, it's like three pages in on their apps. And so when you hire, so now what do you do? As of 2020, we, we made some changes here in how we deal with this app to boost engagement. And I think that started with me challenging the leadership team. I said, we have some really, really, really important initiatives this year that we have to accomplish. And the only way that we are gonna make any gains in these areas is if 100% of our team is on board. We've gotta work together. And the only way that we can get all of them on board, imagine what 100% engagement on Slack looks like. Like, is it possible? Could we do it, you know? And so from there we started brainstorming and with.
1: yeah, so there are kind of two different plays. So the first was we needed to bring and it kind of the first one was we needed to bring people in and act like Slack was the thing that we had always been using. So everybody does it. Yeah, this is this is how we how we work here. Um, but we started having them download the app in orientation because that was a big thing that before we did the rollout we were tracking people down like hey so and so come here give you your phone go get it okay now come back let's download it okay you need a username here's our workspace it was a lot so we just went you know, four or five at a time in orientation. Hey guys, go to this page. I just sent you a link. Follow it. Awesome. You're in. Okay. And then either later that day or the next day, I would actually send a welcome message. So even if they hadn't logged in and explored how the page works, I would just tag them since they were already Um, loaded in, and they would start getting comments. And so none of these kids in this day and age can tell me that they don't know how a messaging app works or they don't know how to like figure it out um, because they've constantly impressed us and they're running circles around us. But we would tag them, so they were getting welcomed in on Slack. So before they had even come face-to-face with people, they were being, you know, at so-and-so, welcome to the team. Um, So that was the first thing. And I will say the second play, I was not a big fan of at first because we were starting to tell these team members that were not necessarily at work, that they needed to be responsible for two different things. The first one was checking Slack before they started their shift. So in my brain, I was like, "Oh my gosh, these legal lines. Are we crossing anything? What if you know their phone doesn't work? All of these like, how do we cover that ground?" And so we just actually opened up an iPad that at any time on the clock, you need to be responsible for catching up on this information. So if you need to, like, just let us know, and we'll you know you can use some of this tech that we have here at work. So there was no excuse for not being able to log in at some point during your shift in the week. They are responsible for checking the newsletter that comes out on Monday. And then if there's things that they need to be caught up to date on, they're responsible for knowing at the start of their shift.
0: So that was the fourth thing was the the newsletter. And so we had to create a newsletter and I've never, to be honest with you, I didn't tell you this. I've never been a fan of newsletters because I think that it's just once you start it, you kind of have to keep up with it. But the newsletter in and of itself is not the thing. The thing is accountability to the newsletter. Uh, And you and Christine and I think Sierra is making them now. You guys make incredible newsletters. They're really good and they're really thoughtful and I really like them and I love reading them. But even if you said, hey, I only have I only have like five things on today's newsletter. It's not about the newsletter. Sounds
1: like I already slipped one past you.
0: (laughs) It's about the them acknowledging it because if they're forced to acknowledge it, that means that at least once a week they're opening up Slack. And here's what we find. As long as people are checking Slack once a week they end up checking it every day.
1: Yeah. So one of the, again, something that we were pushing because we, we trust our team and we love our team, but we didn't want to overwhelm them and we didn't want to put some expectation on them where they were going to be checking their phone for work throughout their week, even when they weren't there on the clock. So we gave, again, the option of the iPad. So if they didn't want to use storage space on their personal phone, they, there was no requirement to do that. They just needed the account and orientation and then they could do it on our time on our tech. But it's been really encouraging because these, you know, we call them shirt team members, like the lowest level team member They are downloading it of their own free will onto their phone and then they're checking it multiple times a day. One of my favorite stories was two girls who go to school with each other and if something got posted, like the Monday newsletter goes out usually around noon, they're in class before this whole quarantine thing. And so that it would be a race to who could like it first. And I just think that's so cool because wow, they're cool. not getting paid. <laughs> they're sitting in class and they probably should have their phone away. But just that fact that there's a competition to like it first is cool. So
0: here's the difference that it's made. Uh, the average post now I just checked earlier today gets around 40 to 50 likes. Just if anybody posts anything, you know, like somebody said, Oh, Hey, look at this, you know, look at this guy cleaning this pretty cool. Keep it clean, whatever 40 to 50 likes. Okay. And this out of a hundred people and the important things that get posted, the really, important things will get 80 so it's 80% of our team is engaged like instantly and even last night I posted something uh somebody texted me and they said like oh my gosh I can't believe I got out of your drive-thru like all the way through in 10 minutes and it was so packed and you guys are hustling you guys are killing it uh it was 80% of the team got that immediately and the thread under that was like way to go team I love our team just the the thread that comes from that is so encouraging and that all of that it did not exist before this like literally before you know like six months ago it would have been oh that's a great text I'll print it and then I'll put it (laughs) on the wall and then I'll say great job team and maybe a few people would look at it when they're on their break but now it's instant gratification and you know, it's that the thread of everybody encouraging each other and then tagging the leaders. It's just, it's been so cool.
1: Definitely. And the same thing really does go for what we talked about anniversaries, birthdays, promotions, all of those things that involved a card on the wall. They are now an awesome photo that gets sent in. And then that same effect, the comments and the likes, um, all these different emojis for all these different people that happens instantly. And we get to be with them even more present in that moment.
0: Yeah, it is never. It's weird because in a, in a time where our whole break room, like I said, if you've ever visited, that was our big thing, well, our pride like, and joy. You got to see their break room. It's gone. Yet we've. It's never been so more present and accessible. Like that culture is all. It is just so right there. And everybody. I feel like I've never been closer to the team because I'm able to speak directly to them and know that they're listening. You know, versus me sending something out and getting like 10 likes and being like, did anybody hear this as you know, my speaking to, you know, just my leaders here. So it's really, really cool. And I hope you'll take this and um, it'll transform your business. So
1: and I know. I was teasing you. You are the guy who loves paper. So for you to be giving this thing, your vote of confidence is pretty intense.
0: Yeah, I I love paper and in the accountability episode, we talk a lot about the power of the signature. But uh, yeah, so there are there are certain areas where like virtual the virtual space is really powerful. And I think this is really one of it. I also talk a lot about photos, photos, photos and home is where they hang your photo. And in Slack, you can do that we photos are such a big part of that. And we can share photos
1: and memes too. Uh, (laughs) He's just made the transition to uh, gifts. It's changed the game.
0: Anyway, so that, that's a, it's a whole other world that you can't do on paper. So to keep your vision from failing, you have a great idea. You have a great vision. You've got to care at the top. You've got to have trust in your leadership team, and they need to trust you. And you've got to hold people accountable. All of that we knew and we talked about. But even if you've done all of the really hard work it can all be worth nothing if you don't continue to fill that bucket and continue to remind the team of this vision and we found that the most effective way to do that is through having a good online platform and making sure that you maintain it and hold people accountable to it engagement is a hundred percent that is the game changer if you have no engagement then your vision's lost. So this stuff's really important.
1: And it really is just meeting, it's meeting them where they're at as far as like online and right there, but also making sure that you're meeting, they're meeting you in return. So checking in, making sure that they are in fact liking and they're present.
0: So do these things, you will not only help your vision not fail, but you'll also create a positive gathering place for your team and do great things for your culture.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we, again, I cannot stress the fact enough that we are not on that front side of the tech and all of these, like I've seen websites and these cool portals that people are building and these apps and things like that if you guys have one we would love to see it we are still learning and this is really our intention is to share something that we found that has changed us for the better and is working really well but we'd love to see anything yeah, that you guys have made
0: shout out to jim toth he is an operator close by and he's awesome and he's got slack like integrated to everything i
1: tried messing around with them oh my goodness it's a lot
0: (laughs) i I just want i just want 100 if there's 100 team members i want 100 likes that's what i want (laughs) just give me before we go any further can can we do that so anyway this was episode 17 why vision fails and really it should be called building a water cooler because that's kind of that's kind of what we're doing here. <laughs> why our
1: visions have failed. Yeah. We didn't and so, yeah, record. why all
0: the visions we have. But uh, hopefully that helps you. Thank you. If you are on the Apple Podcast app, please uh, review and uh, send us a message. Yeah.
1: Shout out to Josh one more time. Without the yeah. questions, we wouldn't be sitting here. Thanks for with that. these answers.
0: We really appreciate it. So if you guys have any, send them in. Thank you so much for all the kind words we get, uh, texts and emails. Uh, we hope you guys are staying safe and getting through this and serving well and finding new ways to serve people, even with uh, your business impeded with all of this. So with that, I say take care of yourselves and be well.